Knowest thou of any one that can translate? For I am desirous that these records should be translated into our language, for perhaps they will give us knowledge of a remnant of the people who have been destroyed. Now Ammon said unto him, I can assuredly tell thee, O king, of a man that can translate the records, for he has wherewith that he can look and translate all records that are of ancient date, and it is a gift from God. Mosiah chapter 8, verses 12 through 13. Hello listeners, this is Nick from Book of Mormon Central, and today's podcast addresses the question, what do the Kinderhook plates reveal about Joseph Smith's gift of translation? In the first week of May 1843, six bell-shaped brass plates engraved on both sides were brought to Nauvoo by people wanting to see if Joseph Smith would translate them. These odd plates had supposedly been dug up a week or so earlier in Kinderhook, Illinois, about 60 miles to the south. Local news spread rapidly of their arrival, along with great anticipation for the presumed forthcoming translation from Joseph. The Times and Seasons, then under the editorship of John Taylor, proclaimed confidently, We have no doubt, however, but Mr. Smith will be able to translate. Charlotte Haven, a non-Mormon in Nauvoo at the time, claimed to have heard from an unidentified friend that Joseph said that the figures or writing on them was similar to that in which the Book of Mormon was written and thought that by the help of Revelation, he would be able to translate them. So a sequel to that holy book may soon be expected. In a letter to John Van Cott, Parley P. Pratt gave a brief report of the plates and ambiguously stated, you will hear more soon on this subject. Another non-Mormon who was there when Joseph Smith looked at the six plates got the impression that Joseph believed he would be able to decipher them, and went on to tell the editor of the New York Herald, you may expect something very remarkable pretty soon. Decades later, however, one of the men involved in digging them up confessed that the plates were a forgery, perpetrated with the intent of fooling Joseph Smith. Modern scientific testing of the one remaining plate confirms they were created using 19th century methods. So did Joseph fall for the hoax? Not quite. He briefly gave these artifacts due consideration, but did not try to acquire them, retain them, or ultimately find them of any value. Despite all the anticipation for a sequel to the Book of Mormon, nothing ever came. No translation was ever produced or published. No manuscript of a purported translation has ever turned up. Both William Clayton and Parley P. Pratt mentioned what appeared to be some preliminary interpretations of a portion of the plates, but Joseph himself never provided a full translation. When the plates were first brought to Joseph, rather than utilize any revelatory tools, such as prayer or a seer stone, Joseph sent for his Hebrew Bible and lexicon. An eyewitness remembered him also comparing the characters on the plates with his Egyptian alphabet, and Pratt said they were being compared to the Egyptian papyri in Joseph's possession. In other words, Joseph took preliminary steps towards an ordinary translation by comparing the squiggles on these plates to other ancient writings he was familiar with. This apparently produced no findings of any significance. If he ever sought out a revelatory translation, he evidently never received or claimed to have received one. The evidence from Joseph Smith's journal for early May 1843 indicates that whatever Joseph Smith initially thought about the plates, he soon lost interest in them. The numerous entries in Joseph's journal indicate that Joseph was busy entertaining several guests, holding court, attending business and religious meetings, overseeing economic transactions, and much more. But only one brief mention of the Kinderhook plates is made. Some evidence even suggests Joseph wanted them examined by the Antiquarian Society of Philadelphia, so perhaps Joseph even suspected their fraudulence or had concluded that they were not religiously significant. In the Book of Mormon, when Limhi desired to know the contents of the ancient Jaredite plates, 
he asked Ammon, Knowest thou of any one that can translate? Ammon responded by telling him of King Mosiah, who could use his divine gift of seership to look and translate all records that are of ancient date. The gift of the interpretation of languages, like all spiritual gifts, comes by the Spirit of Christ, and they come unto every man severally, according as Christ will. Likewise, some of the men, sincerely bringing the kinderhook plates to Joseph Smith, hoped he would use his gift of seership to look into his seer stone and translate the plates. The kinderhook story reminds us that the gifts of the Spirit are not to be used to satisfy the idle curiosities of man. Instead, Joseph approached these artifacts by using ordinary language translation methods, and in the end, did not produce even a proposed translation. In fact, evidence suggests his secular examination efforts did not go very far. Analysts from historians Mark Ashurst McGee and Don Bradley indicate that the translated portion mentioned by William Clayton and Parley P. Pratt comes from a single boat-shaped character in the Egyptian alphabet. A vaguely similar character appears on one of the Kinderhook Plate's facsimiles. If he made any effort to acquire a revelatory translation, that also did not succeed. Today we can see why. The Kinderhook Plates were not legitimate. They were not of ancient date. So his gift of translation did not come to bear. While some critics try to use this story as evidence that everything about Joseph Smith was a fraud, the historical evidence suggests that Joseph ultimately did not fall for the hoax. He never tried to purchase the plates, hire scribes, and go into translation mode like he did with the ancient Egyptian papyri he had purchased in Ohio. He never produced a book of Kinderhook. Whatever Joseph Smith may have thought of the Kinderhook plates, the Lord could not be fooled. God would not and did not reveal a translation of these bogus artifacts. The more universal message from the Kinderhook incident is that Joseph's ability to translate, like the case of Mosiah's in the Book of Mormon, was a gift from God and only worked when God enabled him to do his will. Like Joseph and Mosiah, we all have gifts from the Lord which can only be properly used to build up the kingdom of God. If we try to use these gifts from the Lord for inappropriate or irrelevant purposes, we can expect underwhelming results, like those from the case of the Kinderhook plates. Thank you for listening. To find out more, please visit bookofmormoncentral.org and then click on Know Why.